It's time for the Tyson Degenhardt Show with Boise State basketball star Tyson Degenhardt, sponsored by Idaho Central Credit Union. Find a branch near you or get more information at ICCU.com. Tyson Degenhardt with B.J. Reigns for another edition of the Tyson Degenhardt Show on Bronco Nation News. Hey, hey. Boise State fans, and welcome on in to the Tyson Degenhardt Show. It's been a little couple of weeks since we've been able to have an episode for you, but we are back and excited to go. And Already record viewership tonight, Tyson, so I don't know if it's you or Lexus or what, but uh, we got a, a big crowd in here excited to talk some Boise State basketball. We got conference play starting on Friday, got a couple of big games going on tonight, and uh, how we doing, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Love this time of year. Love scoreboard watching. Love seeing conference play going on. And we were talking before the show started, already kind of checking the scoreboard and stuff. I mean, uh, you guys don't start till Friday, but uh, seeing these conference results and seeing how teams are doing, I mean, you, you enjoy this this time of year? Oh, it's it's the best time of the year. I, I love conference play. I love the, the chess match between coaching staffs and just trying to find, you know, ways to stop the opposing team and trying to figure out what they're going to do to you. And uh, it's always fun to go against the same coaches and the same players as last year, and so it uh, should be a lot of fun. How are you feeling about the team, man? You guys had a little bit of time off since the uh, game against Utah Valley. You've only had like one game in the last 10 or 11 days here with the Christmas break, and then, as I said, Utah Valley. But uh, overall, 9-4 and four in the non-conference. How, how are you feeling going into conference play here? I, I feel pretty good. You know, uh, compared, to, compared to the last two years, we don't really have that bad loss on our schedule that we've had in the past. And so uh, our conference has done really well as a whole in the non-con, and uh, we, it gives us a lot of opportunities to get some of those Q1 wins that the metrics are really looking for. And so uh, we just got to take it one game at a time, though. We see San Jose's going into Laramie, which is a hard place to play, and they're they're looking like they're going to win. So uh, no cupcake game on Friday. And as last year showed, you know, it's a hard place to play. Yeah, 65-61. San Jose State is up with uh, 7.03 to go there in Laramie uh, tonight. A lot of comments coming in on the uh, ICCU YouTube chat. Get your comments in. We'd love to hear from you. Lexus Williams going to join us here in just a couple of minutes. Excited to talk to Lex. Holly starts it out, though, says, uh, congrats on your 1,000-point milestone. So huge, Tyson. We love watching you play. Uh, that was a pretty cool moment for you the other night, huh, Tyson? Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, I think the best part was uh, – my dad got to come down and see the game because his birthday was the following day. And just to have him in the stands is one of my biggest supporters. And uh, it was just a really special moment. And knowing how much time he spent with me in high school, rebounding for me and, you know, just doing all those little things for me and traveling, you know, paying for plane tickets and all that. It, it meant the world to have him in the stands. And I know you and uh, Max both knew you were 20 away going into the game in Spokane, but uh, how aware were you, I guess, of where you stood going into this game? And you mentioned kind of knowing you were two away when you went to the free throw line. Like, was that kind of weighing on you at all? Like every basket where you kind of counting, okay, eight, six, four, like what, what was that like? Uh, with, with having Max on your team, he knows a lot of the stats going in and I uh, definitely knew the number coming in. And so uh, that free throw, when I missed, I definitely was in my head about it, needed to make two and, 
left the first one short. And I think I'm probably one of the only players ever to have a my thousandth point be on a goaltend. Do we know of anybody else? I mean, I mean, maybe Lex is the historian. We can ask him, but I, I, I've never seen one before. Is there anybody else ever had a thousandth point on a goaltend? You know, I have no idea. That'd be a good, good stat to to find out. But well, Jake, uh, I'm sure Jake Tuss will know or something. We'll, we'll yeah, we need a, we need a Tuss stat for that one. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's see here. Southwest six seven eight says, "Congrats on the one thousand, well deserved." Uh, Nathaniel wants to know about your New Year's resolutions. What do we got on, for the New Year's resolutions, Tyson? I have two main ones. The first one is to be better about procrastinating when it comes to homework and doing the little things around the house. Um, you know, a lot of the time I just let it sit for a day and then it starts to pile up and it, you know, just continues to snowball and it's not very good for me. And so trying to be better about that. And the second one is I actually want to read more. I was a really good, really avid reader in like middle school and I just haven't found that same love. So I'm hoping to find that I actually went to the bookstore and got some books today. So I'm wow. hoping to start, start that train up and, uh, read a lot more. So, okay. wow. How about that? Going to go, uh, what's the next book of choice then? Uh, it's actually called uh, Discipline of Destiny. Uh, Coach Tyler Whitmer recommended it to me, so I'm starting on that. And the first chapter kind of talked about Luke Gehrig and how how dedicated he was to the game and his 2,000-plus uh, games in a row and in that age was pretty remarkable. And I just wonder how long he could have played if it wasn't for ALS. Well, we're uh, excited to have uh, our friend Lexus Williams coming on here in just a minute. But first, got to thank a couple of our sponsors. Tell us about our friends over at Lean Feast. Yeah, Lean Feast, um, my favorite go-to spot for food. Makes it really easy when you're traveling, when you're really busy, and you just pop it in the microwave. Two minutes, quick and easy, easy easy meal for either breakfast or when lunch. You looking for a new job? My bad. Sorry. You're go good. Uh, but just go check out Lean Feast off of Eagle Road. I was trying to play the uh, put the Lean Feast graphic on the screen there. I screwed it up. Sorry, Dave. There you go. LeanFeast.com slash Meridian. Check it out. 208 Four eight seven five seven eight two, and I got to tell you, Tyson, all the holiday travel here, I'm putting on a couple pounds, so I'm going to be uh, heading back in and hitting up Dave as soon as we get back to Boise here in the next couple of days. Leanfeast.com/slash/meridian, and uh, our title sponsor, making this show possible, our friends at Idaho Central Credit Union. I uh, was in there the other day, uh, moving some money around. Just so easy to use. And Tyson, I know you're very thankful for uh, your deal with ICCU. I am. Yeah, I actually cashed a couple of checks right before the show and their direct deposit makes it really easy. And, you know, they have so many branches around the, the Treasure Valley area. If you need cash, you can find a local branch near you. And their app makes it very easy to move money around and deposit checks. So go check them out at a branch near you. Lee, uh, we have Lean Feast and we have Idaho Central Credit Union. Thanks again to uh, Shelby and Clark and the whole crew over there. ICCU.com. Check them out. The, uh, the best in mobile e-branch online banking. And uh, there's a branch pretty much at every corner, like Tyson said. But uh, ICCU.com, if you're looking for uh, the best banking in town, and we highly, highly uh, recommend them. All right, uh, introduce our guest here. Yeah, we have a very special guest. Uh, from the tweet today, it seems like a lot of people are excited for him. Uh, he only played one year at Boise State, but now he's on his third year of coaching. And I uh, can't wait to have uh, Lexus Williams on the show. So want to give a very warm welcome to Lex, and uh, thank you for being on the show tonight, Lex. Nah, I appreciate you for having me. Thank you. Before I before I turn it over to you and let you ask all these questions, uh, Tyson, I mean, is there a, a guy that's more famous for in one year for one shot than, I mean, Lexus Williams ending the – I mean, we're talking about Boise State. Try, you guys are, you know, potentially by the time you have a next home game, having the longest home winning streak in the nation here next week. And uh, this guy right here ended that at Oregon. 
couple of years ago. Uh, I mean, uh, Lex, I mean, I, I know you did a lot more things in your basketball career than just that shot, but uh, you're kind of known for that at least. We still see the highlights of it. Uh, pretty cool. No, for sure. It was a really cool moment. And, and you talk about us now, you know, having a chance to have the longest home winning streak. I mean, that's a full circle moment. So, um, you know, that was a good time, a great experience. And, you know, I'll forever be known for that in Boise. So are you, uh, and by the way, Lisa says he owns Oregon. Uh, yeah, thank you, Lex. But uh, you guys take the half-court shots uh, at the shoot-arounds every day before you guys have a game. I mean, are you, uh, are you the, the top uh, the top half-court guy then, Lex, or, or who is? Yeah, I'm one of the top dogs, I would say, for sure. What do you think, Tyson? He's definitely one of the top dogs, especially on that coaching staff. But they got some, they got some shooters on that team. I mean, Durie can get it going. Burns can get it going. I think a surprise guy for everyone is Matt Charles, our new director of basketball ops. He can shoot it pretty well. And then, of course, teams makes one, seems like, every day. Yeah. And I'm sure teams will let you know if he makes one for, like, the next oh. month. But, uh, Holly, <laughs> It'll be Holly, on his Instagram. <laughs> Holly says, wasn't Lex number two also? You guys sharing the same number? Yeah, we do. It was a cool, uh, our new um, athletic or equipment manager, he gave us these new bag tags with the, our jerseys on them on the back. It showed like all the guys that wore number two on the basketball program. So it's cool having Lex on there and guys like uh, Derek Marks and Daquan Montreal as well. So uh, very, very cool to be a part of the special number two club at uh, Boise State. Well, that's yeah, awesome. I told Tyson when he got it that uh, you got to be a dog to get that number when he came in as a freshman. So <laughs> <laughs> how's he living up to it so far? Oh, he's exceeded expectations, so he's doing well. All right, Tyson, I'm going to dive out of here, let you uh, handle your business here with uh, Lex. Lex, we appreciate you coming on. Tyson, uh, you're a little rusty, man. It's been a month since we've had a show, so I'm going to be critiquing the interview here, man. I'm, I'm sure you uh, – I hope you bring it here, man, but uh, we'll, we'll let you uh, handle this thing. And we got uh, – by the way, I mean, we got – you're talking about Mountain West basketball. This will be a one-guest show. We usually do two. We'll go a little shorter than usual tonight. I know a lot of people are hoping to watch the uh, New Mexico-Colorado State game tonight at 8.30. So, uh, Tyson, we're going to talk to Lex and then uh, get out of here so everybody can watch that game. Absolutely. All right, Lex, uh, I know it's the new year. Do you have any New Year's resolution? I know I got asked that. Do you have any for this year? Um, I usually have a couple, but I only really have two this year. And the first one being, and it's funny that you talked about reading, so usually my my one goal every year is to read 12 books. So I try to read a book a month. Um, I think last year I only got to eight. So I got to get get back up to speed. Um, and then my second one would be to uh, to pray every morning before I leave the house. That That's a resolution that I have and that something I really want to, you know, take pride in and, and make it a, a huge priority for me because I know that I wouldn't be here without my faith and without God. So just want to make sure that I'm worshiping and giving thanks to the man above every day. Absolutely. Are you two for two on that then? Yes, I am. There you go. That's always a good start. Uh, so now kind of want to get into the actual questions. Um, talk a little bit about your like recruiting process coming out of high school. Um, I know you didn't start at, at Boise State and then kind of talk about how that transfer portal process was for you coming to Boise State. Yeah. So as a high school, I wasn't really like a highly touted recruit or anything like that. I think if you looked on like rivals or any of those recruiting database websites, I probably was a two and a half, three star recruit. Um, so I got my first offer from Valpo, which I ended up taking uh, my junior year, heading into my senior year. And I committed early. 
But I remember being um, on the AAU circuit and there were some schools that were still trying to, you know, talk to me. And there were some power fives in there because I ended up, you know, as a sort of a late bloomer. I think I had been good pretty much, you know, for my basketball career as a, as a young kid and, and on the AAU circuit playing against top notch guys. But I was pretty small. You know, I probably came into college weighing 155. Like I was a, a, a small kid. <laughs> and uh, I think that had a lot to do with why I didn't get recruited like super high. Um, but I remember after I did commit to Valpo and, and I went to Vegas and had a really good showing against some of the top talent. Um, I don't know if you remember this name, but his name is uh, Derek Walden Jr. Played at Michigan, starting point guard. Um, Monte Morris, who played in the NBA or is playing in the NBA. Um, you know, playing against guys like that on the circuit and, and, and having a good showing. So there were some power five schools that tried to get in the mix. But, you know, I wanted to stay loyal to Bryce Drew and Valpo and, and stay close to home so my parents could come and watch me play. How far is uh, Valpo from your hometown of Chicago? Um, without traffic, an hour. And if you speed like me, you can get there in like 45, 50 minutes. <laughs> How fast is the speed limit then? Because like <laughs> it could be like Texas where you can be going 100 in the right lane and getting passed. Yeah, no, nah, it ain't. It ain't that speed limit. It only the highest it goes like 75. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, so you spent obviously spent four years at Valpo, uh, had a good, really good career, and then uh, what made you want to uh, leave Valpo? I felt like uh, I was in a situation where you know I had did all I could do. Um, and with me having an extra year because I end up, you know, redshirting as a sophomore that, you know, the writing was kind of on the wall for me to, you know, take a leap of faith and see if I could do something else. Um, we had got a new coach, you know, Bryce had left and went to Vanderbilt. Um, and we had a new coach, Matt Loddick, who I love to this day. Um, but I just felt like for me as a player, um, to get better and, and just have an opportunity to kind of, you know, expand my wings and my network and things of that nature i think it was time for me to you know make that change what what uh what did you like about boise state that really made you commit because i remember you telling me that when you went into the port you're like all right the people who call the earliest are the ones that really really want me and then that second wave is like ah, oh, they're not really that interested i'm like their second option yeah so it's funny how it all worked out because boise state wasn't in the market for a point guard early in that process. And I really had to take that into account and um, decided to take the visit. You know, at first I didn't really even want to take the visit to Boise State because my mind and heart was set on going to Oakland University with one of my childhood friends, Kendrick Dunn. And I wanted to go there and have a chance and leading the country in assists because he led the country in scoring that year. Like just really being able to do that and have that type of experience. But, you know, when Boise State called, um, I remember Derek Marks playing there and just from afar, I saw the the program from afar a couple of times, you know, being from the Midwest and, you know, having that kind of East Coast bias with basketball. Um, I didn't pay that much attention to Boise State, but I knew who they were. Um, so I decided to take the visit and on the visit, like right away, you could tell that the culture was intact and I felt like I fit in very well just from the moment that i met all the guys you know meeting chandler hutchison meeting chris sangfelder who just decided to transfer to grad transfer as well um my host was malik harwell um you know meeting justinian and, and, and da like it was just 
Marcus Dickinson. I can go on and on. Alex Hobbs, like on and on about that team. And of course, you know, Zach Haney, like <laughs> it was like, okay, I fit in with these guys and, and I feel like this could be a home away from home for me. And, and you know, the way that, you know, Coach Rice made me feel and Coach Burns, um, you know, that staff, they, they did a great job on my visit. And, you know, I just felt like a home away from home pretty much. And I felt like I got along with everybody. That's that's great. That's always what's important is finding that culture that really fits you. Yeah. So going through your that grad year, you guys had a really good year, finished second in the Mountain West and go to the Mountain West tournament fighting for an NCAA tournament bid and you lose to the fighting Tim Durys at Utah State. Talk a little bit about that game and does TD ever give you some crap about that game? <laughs> he actually doesn't, which is funny, but it, um, he talks about how he saw us. So, you know, at, at the tournament, how when you're leaving the practice or your shoot around, when you walk up the stairs and the other team is on the other side walking down the stairs, he was saying that he saw us and he looked and he was like, something is up with them. <laughs> so that's how he knew like they might've had a chance. Cause that's the game that we were supposed to win. And, you know, from what I remember from that game, it's like, I started out so hot. Like, I think I had like 18 points in the first half. And the one thing that I remember and that me and my teammates always talk about is how we would come into to those huddles in the first half. And I would be the one yelling at them like, all right, if y'all not going to play, I'm going to play. Like, I'm going out fighting. I don't know about y'all, but I'm going out fighting. So y'all can get with it or I'm just trying to take us to the promised land. And they always laugh about that <laughs> just because I was I was that type of uh, leader that could get fiery like that, especially in those huddles. I mean, you've seen what Abu did. I was that guy for that team. And um, it's just always funny to, to reminisce about those moments. But, you know, that was a, a good individual game for myself, but it wasn't enough. And and Sam Merrill, you know, got really hot. And, and the fighting Duryea's won that night. So that's sometimes the way it goes. You get, let a guy get hot, you make a couple shots, see the ball go through, and ends up affecting the game. And yeah. so after that, you guys played in the NIT. And then after that, you kind of had to, to find a spot and talk a little about like that transition from after college. Like, what did you do? Obviously, you got your degree in accounting. We'll get into that a little bit. But uh, how did you kind of find your footing after after college? Well, the first thing I'll say is it was really hard um, being a person, you know, especially being where I'm from in Chicago, like basketball is everything. And when you don't basically, and for lack of a better term, pan out. And I'm not really trying to say like you have to become a professional or not, but as a kid, you know, the, the one thing that you're thinking about is being a professional basketball player. You, sometimes you're not even thinking about being a college athlete. It's more like I'm going to be a pro. So for me, it was really hard um, to transition out of playing. And when I first got out, you know, I was chasing that professional dream like really hard. And I ended up getting drafted to the G League, um, getting cut in training camp with the Texas Legends. And from there, you know, I, I never found anything. Um, you know, there was a, a couple of contracts that I could have took overseas, but it was for really small money. And for me, it wasn't worth it. Um, I felt like, uh, you know, I could use my accounting degree and, and set myself up financially for the long term. So that that's where that transition came in. And, and that's how I found my foot and just leaning back on really taking school seriously. And also the relationships that I built in school, because, you know, one thing that they like the masses that they don't tell you is that you should be networking while you're in school. And now with, you know, NIL 
I mean, this is the perfect way for you guys to build those relationships with businesses and business owners. So um, that's really how I ended up finding my uh, finding my footing after after not playing. Well, it looks like uh, Wyoming just beat San Jose on a buzzer beater. Yeah, I see that. That's crazy. Must, wow. we, we need to see a video of that after this. But uh, yes. yeah, wow. I have to have to agree with the networking thing. Like being and I using NIL now, you're talking to so many business owners and even a lot more donors because you're allowed to go to dinners and stuff like that. And Absolutely. I think just building those relationships, putting the name to a face and always checking in every once in a while, that, that goes a long way because obviously we're in the, we're in the spotlight as players, but in those, sometimes the smallest text means a lot to a person, you know, knowing that they care about them and, and things like that. And so I uh, got to ask, how is it getting a job offer to come back to Boise State as a coach? Oh, it was everything. And <laughs> Coach Rice is funny because <laughs> he's like, he's a mastermind. He always scheming something. And I remember uh, from day one, though, when they recruited me, I told them what I wanted to do after playing. Like, I already had that uh, set in my mind because, you know, for me, I ended up getting hurt my sophomore year. And that's when I really had to think beyond basketball. So that was also one of the things that, you know, I needed to have in place with the wherever I went and they knew from day one that afterward it was I wanted to be you know an athletic director a coach or you know in the NBA coaching or in the front office and you know being in this position that has given me that opportunity so coach Rice would call me while I was at my accounting job maybe once every other month <laughs> he would he would call me on like a dreadful Monday like in the middle of a Monday and just be like how you liking and I'm like coach this sucks <laughs> He was like, well, we got to get you back. And, you know, when JD came in, he made it possible for me to be in this position. What what have you taken really from coming back? Like what what are some things that you've really learned and really loved about having this job? Really just to basically be a guy for you guys that I didn't have and just being that big brother, because I think I've been in every role that you can be in. Um, I've been in a role where I was starting as a freshman, um, all conference player but I've also been the guy that doesn't play I've been the guy on scout team I've been the guy that only gets in you know up 20 or down 20 so I think just being able to have that perspective and help you guys through it not only just in basketball but just in life as well um, that's what I really love most about this and then just seeing how you guys develop as people and as, and as players Derek's got a question for you uh you talked Lex you talked about how you would get on your teammates as a player how have you adapted or stayed the same as a coach <laughs> uh, I would say it's the same as I was as a player. I wasn't the player, like I wasn't constantly on guys. I was more of a, a, a positive reinforcement guy. But at the same time, if I knew that we needed to get it going, I could get on guys. Like I remember coming to huddles and, you know, I might go to Chandler and be like, hey, it's time for you to go. Like you're supposed to be the best player in the conference. Like it's time. Like things like that or going to Justinian, like we need you to make a shot. Like I'll get you one. Just make it. I got you. And then now, you know, as a coach, you know, Tyson, you can you can attest to this. I'll come up to you and be like, bro, you don't have a rebound. Like, we need you to get a rebound. You need to get one offensive rebound or, you know, coming to you like, hey, you're an all-league player. Like, play like it. It's time. It's time to go. Yeah, I, I, that's 100% true. I, I remember the no rebound one. That one was uh, <laughs> probably 12 minutes in the game. I had no rebounds. I'm like, man, I really do need to get a rebound because sometimes you get in the game, you don't realize it, and then you stop at the timeout, you're like, Someone tells you that, you just kind of think, like, man. And then, obviously, talking about Jay, you, you definitely do that for Max and Buzo, always telling him that, to be ready for a shot and always be ready. And so, 
I definitely do appreciate what you bring into the staff. I know obviously Coach Burns is really hard on us, and you bring that like positive reinforcement that we need to kind of count balance with that. So I really do appreciate that as a, as a player. That's what it's all about when you know, like, hey, I know I'm good. You know, I've seen you guys put the work in and I've been in the gym with you guys. And, and you know, now being able to be in this role and being on court with you and helping with that skill development, I think, you know, when we get into games, my confidence is at an all time high with you guys out there because I know that you put that work in. Absolutely. And so now I kind of want to transition. You have actually have your own podcast. Uh, it's called My Voice, My Story. Derek kind of mentioned it here in this comment. Um, talk a little about that and when can we get Boozo on there? Oh, okay. Is that is that the guest that everybody wants? Okay. We can do that. Buzo is an interesting character too, but you know, to answer that question, you know, really it didn't start with me. It started with Coach Barsh. And I really just kind of adopted the podcast. Um, and I saw what he was doing with it and I wanted to kind of take it and uh, and do it in my own way. Um, but really for me, I'm in it to allow student athletes to tell their stories. Um and allow people to see them beyond them in their uniforms. I think one of the biggest things, you know, we talk about the NIL space and, and being able to have business owners have real conversations and, and build those relationships. I think it's even better when the full community can get a sense of who you are as a person. Because a lot of times, you know, you might struggle with some of the same things a young kid or high schooler is struggling with, or even a, a, an adult, you know what I mean, as a student athlete. and you know, you might come from the same background as somebody else. And for you to be able to articulate that story and allow people to really have a, a perspective on it, I think it only helps you. And it helps the, the university as a whole and the community for us to, you know, kind of, you know, tell jokes and, and, and tell that story and understand each other from a human level rather than it being like, oh, that's Tyson Degenhardt, the basketball player. Really, they look at you as like, that's Tyson Degenhardt. I know him. I, I, he's a well-spoken young man. You know, they know your family. You talk about your dad coming to the game and his birthday, things like that. You know, that's what makes it special. Absolutely. I think you've done a great job with that and uh, making sure that people know that we're more than just what we wear on the uniform. And uh, it looks like Derek still laughs about how my mom didn't like the too small gesture. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that was. You had to uh, get rid of that. No, yeah, I, had to get rid of that I think I came home from uh, the Washington State game my freshman year. And my mom mentions like, "Why do you do that?" And then I'm like, <laughs> "I don't know. Probably because they're too small." And like, you need to you need to act more professional on the court. I'm like, "Okay," because mom's <laughs> always right. She is. She She's is. always right. It's it's funny like how wise parents are before you even realize it. Like, yeah. Like now I'm at an age where I'm like, whatever my parents says is probably going to be right because it well, you catching that, it. yeah, you catching that early in life because some people don't realize it until out of college. So it's good that you understand that now. When did you realize that? Oh man, I had to work on that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I could do everything by myself and on my own. That is not true. Yeah, it's definitely hard being on your own. But uh, I, I do want to ask, how does it be, feel to be on the opposite side of a podcast, like be the, be the guest instead of the host tonight? Uh, I feel comfortable, I would say, just because I've had practice uh, <laughs> as a player being interviewed, I would say. Yeah, I hope I haven't thrown too many uh, curveball questions at you. No, nah, I'm good. 
Okay, so Lisa asks, uh, Coach Moat said he's the rebound coach. What is your specialty, Lex? Oh, my specialty. Um, that's a great question. So, so in my role, um, what I do is I help Coach Durier um, with the offense. So, you know, there there'll be play calls that he wants before a game, and we'll script it and and go through the script during the game, and then as the flow of the game happens. Um, you know, really throwing out suggestions to him and advice. Um, so, so that's really where, where I am now as a coach. And then, you know, outside of the game, I would say my specialty has been skill development. I think that as a player, I've been able to um, adjust as a coach and really teach guys, you know, footwork and ball handling and shooting and, and post moves. Like, you know, me and you get in the gym all the time, Tyson. And, you know, I'm working on a bunch of different things with you and, also with Max um, and, and a few other guys. So I would say that was, those are my two specialties right now. Do you, like, when you're in the game, I know a lot of coaches have papers, do you write down what plays are called and, like, what happens on that possession? Yeah. Yep. So we know everything that's going on. Got to have data to back it up. And so, like, when we do our, like, points per possession, it's based on, like, what you write down so then you can go through it, right? Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure I was I was thinking that right because there's a lot of a lot of people, a lot of papers, especially when during a game. I know Bernie in the game has a paper stack folded about that thick yeah. of every like stat sheet and everything like that. So. Yeah, because he's marking down what's, what's going on defensively, and then you got Matt Charles who's doing the uh, paint touches. Like it's a it's a lot of moving parts, but everything comes together because you know it's, everything is for a reason and a purpose. Absolutely, uh, we got time for one or two more questions. Um, I'll, I'll just ask the signature question now because in case someone in the comments has one really late, but uh, it's my signature question. Ask everyone on the show. Um, I think it gives a great description of like who you are as a person and kind of your upbringing. So uh, it's who in your life has made the biggest impact on you besides your close friends and family? Hmm. Biggest impact. I want to say, uh, I want to say Leon, but I can't say that. <laughs> you can say that. I mean, it's I knew still you were going there. I knew you were going there. You can't say Leon, but I have to. I really do. Um, he he's had the biggest impact on my life, and you know, I remember we had a donor event, and I and I spoke in front of them, and I let them know, like, hey, me being here, and me going to Boise State, and and having this opportunity, not only as a player but as a coach, you know, that's all because of Leon, and. And I'm not afraid to say it like he's he's changed my life and, you know, he has poured into me like no other. Um, the investment that he's made into me as a player and then to, like I say, come back as a coach and, you know, really learning from him. You know, I get to see him day in and day out and, and seeing what he does and how he does it. And, you know, if I have a chance to, to be a head coach someday, I'm going to do it exactly how he does it because it works and it's proven so. Um, I would say he, he's probably had the biggest impact on my life. He's definitely had a big impact in yours and definitely on mine. I I kind of go back to this on my on my visit my junior year. Uh, we were at Delhi George and he asked me, um, what do you want to do after college? Do you want to play pro? And I'm like, I don't know if the opportunity presents itself. He's like, no, you're going to play pro after college. And looking back on that, he was kind of like the first person to really like invest in me and believe in me and into my dream of like playing beyond college and um i appreciate coach tremendously for that and 
I'll second what you said. I think I'm here because of Coach as well, just how he is with the players, what kind of program he runs, how professional it is. So I uh, can't thank Coach Rice enough. So Now, Cody says it's him. Oh, Cody G, too, for sure. Yeah. Cody's Cody G, there. too. He get a shout out. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, Lex, I appreciate you coming on. I know it was a little rusty tonight for a first show in a while, but uh, thanks for coming on. This was a great combo. Wish we could have gone longer, but we got to go watch this New Mexico game. Yeah, we got to get to it. But appreciate you for having me on, man. You're doing a great job, man. Keep taking advantage of all your opportunities. And, and BJ, thank you so much for starting Bronco Nation News. Because <laughs> without you, we wouldn't be here. So this is awesome. I, I love what you guys are doing. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, Lex. Thanks, man. We'll be seeing you soon. And uh, we appreciate you, man. See you tomorrow, Lex. There he is, Lexus Williams. Uh, Tyson, not bad, man. Not bad for the first time in a month. A little rusty, but uh, it's always easy to talk to Lex. He's He can always keep a conversation going, has great insight, and has a great story. So glad to have him on the we show were, tonight. Uh, we put Cody's comment up there, but uh, what's it mean, man, to have uh, – you know, I've, I've been covering this team for 11 years, man. I know you're only here in your third year, but uh, it's pretty rare to have, uh, you know, somebody in the administration travel into the road games and being as big a part of the program as Cody has been. Uh, before Cody and Jeremiah got here, man, that was pretty rare to have somebody like Cody going to all these games. It has to mean a lot to you guys. No, it means the world. Um, just knowing how Cody goes about his business and along with Jeremiah as well. But, you know, they always he always asked me about my family, how they're doing. Um, just all those little things mean a lot to me that they're building a relationship more than just with us as players and with our parents and our family and our friends. And uh, it just means a lot that we have an administration that really cares about us. I've been trying for the last 10 minutes here to find the buzzer beater so we could uh, show that on the screen here, but I can't find it. Uh, but you have a buzzer beater tonight uh, to start out Mountain West play Wyoming. Getting a win over San Jose State. San Jose State was up 17 on the road. Let it slip. Uh, how do you think the Spartans are going to be feeling come Friday night? Uh, I think they're going to come out very, very motivated, knowing that they kind of let let one slip away. Uh, I know Laramie is a hard place to play, but they were playing really well in the first half, shooting the ball. Uh, they're a very good rebounding team, so uh, it doesn't matter what anyone's record is in the Mountain West. you got to bring your A game each and every night to to win. And what about that game last year? You guys went there late in the season, uh, right in between a big win. I think it was against New Mexico. You had San Diego State coming up. You guys went there and didn't play your best, and Amari Moore and some other guys had a big game. You guys fell in overtime. Uh, I would assume you guys are – that you're still thinking about that, that tough game last year, and that might uh, be a motivating factor on Friday. It definitely will be. Um, I remember that game. I think we were up, you know, eight or ten with eight or ten minutes to go, and we kind of just, you know, ran out of steam on offense and then just couldn't get the stops that we needed to. And uh, that was a game that we definitely let slip away. And looking back, that kind of, you know, with San Diego State making the buzzer beer at New Mexico, that kind of sealed the fate of the, the Mountain West there and uh, definitely was a hard one to come back from. Well, it'll be uh, Friday night in San Jose. We appreciate uh, you, Tyson. We appreciate Lexus Williams for coming on as well. We appreciate all the uh, great comments. Uh, Sam says, stay awesome, you guys. Great show. Lisa says, great show. Thank you, guys. Go Broncos. A lot of other comments coming in. So appreciate everybody. Any any uh, final words, Tyson? I know we got to try to sneak in another episode later this month, uh, but uh, we, we, uh, we took the month of December off, but uh, back at it. And obviously, 
as I said, conference play starting, best time of the year, and and uh, that early buy. I'm not sure if it's a good thing or not, but you guys are watching some other games, and uh, you'll uh, you're kind of you know what the grind is that ahead, and you're taking advantage, I guess, of these extra couple of days, and it'll get uh, going here uh, fast and furious here in a couple of days. Absolutely, and I think this buy is actually a blessing for us just to kind of group regroup as a team, make sure we're on the on the same page going into conference play, and you know, continue to get better. You know, we had practice the past two days and we really got better on those two days. And so we got to come in tomorrow with our practice being ready to go dialed in for the San Jose scout and, uh, you know, just continue to get better each and every day. Well, again, thank you to our friends at Idaho central credit union for making this possible. Check them out. ICCU.com, the best in mobile e-branch online banking. They have a NIL deal with Tyson Degenhart. They're making this show possible. So, Go support our folks at Idaho Central Credit Union, iccu.com. Again, there's a branch pretty much in every corner, but if not, you can check them out online, iccu.com. And our friend over at Lean Feast as well, don't forget about Dave and his staff. They do a tremendous job. Healthy eating, check them out, leanfeast.com slash Meridian. They're taking care of uh, Tyson and uh, Brooke and a lot of other athletes over at Boise State. So check them out, leanfeast.com slash Meridian. Healthy eating. And I can't wait to get back to Boise and get back on the uh, healthy eating train at Lean Feast. I need it, Tyson. I'm going to be back in there uh, uh, fast and furious as soon as I get back into town. But uh, great healthy eating and looking forward to it. And and uh, conference play, man, it's an awesome time and looking forward to it. Starting off Friday night in San Jose, Bronco Nation News. I will be there on Friday in San Jose. We're scheduled to be at every game the rest of the season. Uh, the only local media outlet that's traveling on the road with the team this year is Bronco Nation News. So uh, hopefully you guys know when you're looking for your Boise State coverage, you're going to Bronco Nation News and you're going to the uh, the Tyson Degenhart show here uh, monthly on the Bronco Nation News. So Tyson, appreciate it, man. Stay healthy and safe travels. And we'll see you in San Jose, man. Will do. Thank you. Safe travels to you as well. There he is, Tyson Degenhart, the Tyson Degenhart Show, again, presented by Idaho Central Credit Union. Thanks again to Lexus Williams for joining us. And we'll talk to you uh, tomorrow morning. John Mallory is my guest. 9 a.m. Mountain Time for Bronco Nation News Live. We got Mike Prater on Thursday, Jay Tuss on Friday. And then we'll talk to you from the, uh, oh, what's the name of their arena there? In, Providence uh, Credit Union. Okay, there you go. We, we, we don't name other credit unions on here, do we? I don't know. But I guess I guess. We played in the Mountain America Credit Union in over nine hole falls. So that, that's fair. That's fair. All right. But yeah, we'll be there in uh probably not a big crowd. We'll see what the crowd's like on Friday night. Uh, we'll we'll bring you warm-ups live and we'll bring you all the good stuff on the pregame show Friday uh from San Jose. So uh thanks again to Tyson. Thanks again to Lexus. Thanks to Nate Lowry and Cody and everybody over at Boise State for helping us out. And thanks for all the great comments. Go enjoy the uh, New Mexico-Colorado State game just underway. Should be fun. And we'll talk to you guys 9 a.m. tomorrow. John Mallory now, Bronco Nation News Live. Have a great rest of your evening. Again, check us out, Bronco Nation News, bronconationnews.com. The Tyson Dagan Hart Show, I believe this is episode 11. We'll talk to you again, Bronco Nation News, bronconationnews.com.